Okay, let's start uh, with a, a prayer. I'm reading this. This is um, uh, from a, a, actually a Catholic uh, relief service. So uh, I found it poignant. And if you listen to the words, I feel like you'll be able to really identify with it. Lord of our longing, we speak of your coming. Born of woman in the flesh into time, a time of violence and oppression, of confusion and despair in a period of antiquity. And we speak of your coming again, clothed in glory, crowned a king at the end of days in some unknown future. But we are children of the light, and even in this season of prayer and waiting, we know of a third coming, of you born anew each day into the human heart, not in some epic of the past or prophecy of the future, but in the here, in the now even as we call out to you in cries and whispers, in song and in tears. We speak your name and you are near, the embodiment of God's love and mercy, born into the cradle within us, growing in us and walking among us, even in the darkest places. Be born anew, Lord, today and all days. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Jesus, I ask that uh, you would be within Karina as she shares with us this morning, that uh, our hearts would be ready to take in all that you have for us. And that we would recognize in our presence. Okay, it is so good to be here with you and with you online. We're just so glad to be sharing this experience with you. Um, and if I could put in just a plug again for the longest night experience that we're going to have. It, it is a come and go thing. There's going to be kind of like tangible ways to mark and honor maybe everything that doesn't feel holly jolly about this season. And after heading into our second year of a pandemic, maybe we need it. And so I just wanna just put a plug in for that again. Um, today's, the theme from the Advent Conspiracy book that we went through is about love all, and it is a great final theme. And I, I really don't want you to get the idea that I always get on the struggle bus when I write my sermons, because I do, I do love it. Um, but. But this is another one of those sermons that took a long time to land. And, and every time I sat down to write it, it was, it was like nothing and everything. Lots of ideas, too many ideas, and still nothing. And it felt like I was like calling God and being like, hey, where should we go on Sunday? And I get, thank you for calling. Your call is very important to us. Unfortunately, all lines are busy. Please hold. Thank you for your understanding. And I'm thinking, but, but 
God, like I only have 10 minutes for the sermon this time and and it's Christmas and it's our first time gathering in over a month and it's the last time we'll be together for the year and we're also here entering into our second ready year of unprecedented times. I would really like some precedented times any day now. Who is ready for some precedented times? Yeah, no doubt. Like, hello, God, uh, Gabriel, Mary, are we allowed to do that? I don't know, where are you? And, and the truth is, I was wanting to find a happy, clappy Christmas morning sermon about loving all and how great it is. And, and it's not like I don't have happy, clappy stuff to connect with. I mean, there's lots of good things happening in my life right now. Right? Like, I mean, I'm practically finished my last paper for school. Our renovation is almost completely finished. My family is all home for Christmas. You know, the dogs are getting groomed on Monday. I have three days before Christmas to get some baking done. And thanks to the miracle of science and vaccinations, we've been able to have some people over with the guidelines. And, and like, I mean, I've missed peopling a lot. And we've made some new friends this year, found some new inner freedom and therapy, and we've discovered Chico Chicken. And if you haven't, please check them out and thank me later. Because even in the middle of a pretty crappy pandemic, I can name a lot of good things that I love. And I can see the goodness of God in it all. And I bet you could make up your own list too. I can see God in all of it, even the chicken. And I wonder... If we looked at the Bible story of Christmas, we could make a similar good list as well. I mean, Elizabeth gives birth to John, Anna prophesies, Mary prophesies, Mary has a healthy pregnancy, Joseph stays with her through it all. There are signs and wonders, shepherds, wise men, angels, stars, gifts. I even find delight in God poking at the traditions of patriarchy and about who is important, whose voices are centered, and how those on the margins... The dismissed and the discarded find themselves in the main cast of characters that were dignified by God's love story revealed in the birth of Jesus. I can see all of the good things there, and I bet you could add your own. But this is not an I'm loving the good life sermon. It's a love all sermon. And it turns out that that cosmic busy signal that I was getting was not actually about God. It was about me. Please don't die of shock. (laughs) I was trying to bypass some deep sadness, grief, and anger and skip to the Hallmark Christmas sermon ending. I mean, I I still have hang-ups, I guess, that good Christian women don't feel those things especially when they're writing sermons, and especially, especially at Christmas time. And when I finally slowed down enough to hear what my body was telling me was true every time I sat down to write, it was like the lines opened up, and there was God with me. And I shed a few tears, and I was like, right, right, let's let's get over this together, God. And God was like, no, 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 no. Healing is not about finding a way to get around it. It's not trying to get around being human. That was never the point. The point is that you can love and accept all of what it means to be human, and God will be with you in it all. God is is like, like that's, that's kind of 
my deal. I'm God with you. So love all, it turns out, starts as an inside job. And last night, after I kind of, you know, worked through my roadblock, my emotional lump that was getting in the way, it hit me. The themes of Advent are hope, peace, joy, and faith. Do you know what those are? I'll tell you what they're not. They're not code from God for good vibes only. I think they're gifts that God gives us through God's self, through people, through places and things when we feel like we're alone. It's not a Hallmark Christmas list that you're failing at every day when you can't do it all. It's there for when things are hard, when we feel despair, anxiety, grief, and doubt. Well, shoot, that just changes everything for me. What if being aware of our needs, our heartache, and refusing to judge it or silence it or try and like disguise it by hanging tinsel on it or putting a bow on it, what if that's the way? What if vulnerability about what sucks is the path towards more love? What if Christmas, she thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? And I felt my heart grow three sizes yesterday when I realized I could receive hope and faith and joy and peace as gifts for hard times and hurt places instead of a checklist of things that I'm feeling at each and every Christmas. The way to love all the world in all of its need and grace and beauty and brokenness is to start by loving all of who you are in any given moment without judgment. Hope is not just happy feelings about the future. Hope is the courage to tell the truth about what hurts now, what we need now, and to believe that those needs will be met in the future. Hope is Mary needing someone to see her and fill her with courage. It comes through being seen and loved in the middle of her mess by her cousin Elizabeth. That gave her the hope to prophesy about a better day for all of God's children as God was disrupting the status quo and growing inside of her. God is growing inside of you too. And that still causes a fair amount of disruption to our false selves and false systems in the world that aren't rooted in the hope of heaven. We need hope. Hope is the gift of God with you in whatever is now and always. Faith. Faith is not being certain in your beliefs. Far from it. What if faith comes from experiencing that you cannot destabilize God's love for you with your questions? In fact, doubt may be the very thing that leads us into greater, more authentic faith. Faith is Joseph believing Mary's story and being with her despite shame and scorn. Faith is the gift of God with you in your doubt, God with you in the impossible. Peace doesn't come from pretending you have no fear 
What if peace is being honest about what scares us? How we tend towards wanting to fixate on the past that we can't change and a future that we can't control. And finding God there with us now, calming our fears and anxiety. And I just want to pause for a moment and just say, if you have ever been told by somebody from the church that fear not was a command and that you were disappointing God when you're feeling anxiety or depression, I just want to say that's just a load of crap. Fear not is best understood by Mary picking up her crying newborn son, God in the flesh, full of need and vulnerability, baby Jesus, and saying, shh, it's okay to cry. Mommy's here. I have not outgrown the need to be shushed and calmed and loved in my fear. Peace is God with us in what makes us afraid. Fear not, little ones. God is here. Joy does not come from abandoning our grief and sadness. People that know things, you know, those people, they say that the inner experience of joy is actually comes from our awareness that someone is glad to be with us. Joy comes from experiencing witness. And this can happen in any experience or feeling. The story of Jesus is set in a context of shame, shunning, abandonment, struggle, sadness, and loss. Sounds very 2021, doesn't it? This Christmas story centers the outcasts, those pushed to the margins by a society that valued power, prestige, and patriarchy. From the edges of the human condition, the Spirit of God cries out, I am here too, and I am happy to be with all the things, people, and places you have said were unworthy. There is nowhere you can go and no thing you can go through that God is not happy to be with you in it. Joy is God with us in our grief and in the things we wish were different. I'm increasingly convinced that God is not trying to fix us and get us to fake it till we feel it. God is with us in our experience and us consenting to that. And being honest about what hurts is the secret to growing our hearts to love all that is in us, which expands and grows our ability to love all in the world around us. Hope, peace, faith, joy, and love are beautiful and shiny, but they are often born out of the very things that seem opposed to it. God is with us. God loves all of our human experience and nothing can separate us from God's love. Sometimes when you feel like you're getting a busy signal and can't find God, look to the margins. Look to the things you've exiled, that you've wanted to not take up space and see if you don't find God there right in the middle of it. As we close, I just want to give you a little blessing to my bridge church friends. You're the greatest. 
May you know God with you in every smile from those you love and from strangers on the street. May you know God with you in every tear and every struggle and believe because it's true that God does not tire of hearing how hard it is to be human. You make sense and God is happy to be with you. May you experience God with you in every beautiful conversation, delicious meal, and idyllic, con idyllic moment of the season. May you experience God with you in the things that break your heart, make you angry, and cry out for justice. May you experience God with you in your despair, your doubt, your grief, and your fear. And may your courageous vulnerability create space within you to receive the gifts of God with us. Hope, faith, joy, and peace. May you experience God with you in your delight, in your pleasure, in the moments and people and places that take your breath away and make your heart sore. And in turn, may saying yes to all of what it means to be human Fill us with a love that stretches our hearts and makes us aware of the extended table from God and give us capacity to become people who bring the gifts of God with us to a world that hurts, that despairs, that doubts, and is so very afraid. May God with us and through us be a light that shines in the darkness. May God with us give us the grace to love all, love well, and love fully. Amen. Um, I'm going to close with a prayer. Um, but if you can take one thing from this morning, and one thing for this season, it is that God is with us. And, uh, you know, when restrictions happen and Things are tough. Just remember, God is with us. This prayer is called, There is a Light in This World. Loving Jesus, in your name, we mark this season. As we bring forth light to defy the claims of darkness. As we bring forth joy and song to defy the claims of of sadness, as we bring forth a spirit of generosity to defy the claims of want, as we bring forth peace to defy the claims of war, that in the darkest, saddest, most wanting, warring corner of the world, all may look to Bethlehem, where in the humblest, the humblest of circumstances, in a time of repression, from the person of a poor refugee woman, in the filth of a manger, in the form of a most vulnerable child, you came among us to say, no, there is a light in this world. Let us be this light to others. Let us be the fruit of the branch of Jesse's tree, 
Let us be the bearers of the indescribable gift that is your grace. And so defy all false claims on your people and their dignity. And so, may you be born anew into every season, into every age, into every land and every human heart. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. I hope you all have a very lovely and significant Christmas this year.